Hey, well, welcome to the Afterburn Podcast. This is episode three, and I had the privilege of talking to Alina. She has a channel on YouTube called Ride with Alina. I really appreciate the way she coaches, the way she motivates, how inspiring she is. And she talks all about how she started, uh, what drives her. She shares some amazing stories about inspirational people who have really helped her along the way. And this is a podcast that you do not want to miss. This is the Afterburn Podcast. Hey, well, welcome to the Afterburn Podcast. My name is Joe Alvarado, and on this podcast, I am so uh, so honored to have Ride with Alina on the channel. She's amazing. Um, I fa- I discovered her because I record uh, classes online, and and YouTube spits out like other people that do that as well. And Alina, I found you. I think maybe uh, a year ago, something like that. Maybe, maybe longer with. Maybe, I don't know, somewhere in there. But uh, I, I always, one of the things that uh, attracted me to your channel was the way that you coach. Like you have just this straightforward style. And before we get too far, um, would you just introduce yourself? Ride with Alina. Sure. I love your channel. For sure. Thank you so much, Joe, for having me on today. It's an honor for me, honestly. This is my first podcast. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm really excited to be here today. So, yeah, I am. I basically am right with Alina, I guess. <laughs> and um, same goes for me. I found your channel about a year ago, and uh, I've done some of your spin classes as well. It's always good to try different classes, other instructors. Thank you. And I guess over the pandemic, um, I became a cycling instructor. I decided to do an online course, and from there, I just started teaching um, online because that was the only kind of platform available. I couldn't do anything in person, and I was just eager to get going. So I just literally took my phone and recorded my first class, did some basic editing, and kept kept going from there. <laughs> wow! So you you literally started probably what we're 2024 now, uh, just about four years ago, something like that. Yeah, it was like uh, March 2021, I believe. Yeah, and I was 20, 20 years old. <laughs> that's that's amazing. And so, so just so I I get this right, because I'm pretty blown away now. You, you know, obviously during the pandemic, we couldn't do a whole lot. You found indoor cycling. I can do that. There was a certification available, and you had never done it before that. Um, well, I grew up doing spin classes just okay. at like a local gym. So uh, my mom brought me to my first spin class when I was 12. I tell the story a lot on my channel and I didn't like it. It was difficult. It was hard to get on the beat, stuff like that. But I kept going back for some reason because, you know, you fall in love with the energy, the music, all of that kind of stuff. And now, now I'm an instructor. That's super cool. So you had a little bit of experience and you said, Hey, I'm, I'm just going to do this online. And, and you used your phone. That's like, that's amazing. Like it's, it's not easy as you know, like not only with the music and people hearing you and kind of the, the balance of audio, right? Like can, is the music sound good? Does my voice sound good? Am I framed in the shot? You're doing your own production, I'm assuming. And, and, yeah. And now you're rocking it. Like, so at, at what point, um, 
And we'll talk a lot. We'll, we'll kind of jump around here, but but since we're on here, at what point uh, in your recording of YouTube cycling classes did you decide I I want to keep going? Because a lot of us, there's a lot of people that just did it during the pandemic because there was nothing else to do or. Uh, their gym was closed. And as soon as their gym opened, they're like, I'm done with this. Like, at what point did you say, I feel like I want to continue to build this channel? For me, I feel like it was uh, for a few different reasons. So initially, I, I wasn't gaining a ton of traction, to be honest. It took a while for me to even get my first 100 subscribers. So um, that was a little bit disheartening at first. But um, there was a few few people that would keep coming back put in their comments in and that'd be nice. It was like, okay, I'm making a, making a little community here. So that really drove me to keep on going. And um, I also really love the editing aspect of it. It's a lot of fun to kind of put my own like personal touches in there. And I don't know, I just enjoy it. And then from a more instructor standpoint, of course it's like fun to find new songs and that kind of thing. So that kind of kept me going. And I would say a big component as to why I continued is my mom. She she does my classes. I'd say she's probably my biggest supporter. And um, she's always looking forward to the next one and the next one. And so I kept going. Shout out to your mom. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, no, I, I love it because, uh, you know, to your point, would I think all of us, um, anybody who teaches group fitness in general, you, you get connected to the community. Like you start to, whether it's virtual and you're seeing comments or whether it's in person because you teach in person as well. And you could share a little bit about that here in a moment, but you, you start building a family, a, a community and you get to know their names and they come back. Right. And, and then you, you share stories when you're uh, recording and then they mention, Oh, I, I could identify with what you were sharing, you know, during the ride. And, and it, that's like a huge component because, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, like I, I have worked at some, um, some uh, facilities teaching group fitness and it wasn't a great environment. It, there, the manager wasn't great. The sound system wasn't great. But you, but you keep going back because of the people, right? And so uh, that's a huge component. Like, uh, what do you think about that? Like, is that? I mean, obviously that's one of the reasons why you come back, but have you ever had one of those experiences where like, it wasn't great, but you just kept doing it because of the people? I 100% agree on the, the community aspect. You really do build your own little community of people. You feel like you belong there. And as for the, the negative experience, I've had one um, opportunity where it wasn't the greatest setup, like uh, not great communication between kind of everyone involved, the manager, me, things like that. But of course, like once you commit to a class, that's your class. So you have to keep on going back. And of course the members do make it, make it what it is for me, at least. Like I know the members would probably say the instructor makes it what it is, but for me, it's, it's the people, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah the people. Well, like even if you don't feel like teaching a class uh, and this could go for virtual and or in person, once you see people come in or you see the comments or you see uh, people coming into wherever it is that you might be teaching in person, then it just changes your whole mindset, right? Oh, like yeah. you might be, might, you might have be having a bad day and then you, you walk up the stairs, you open the door and you're kind of not into it. 
then all of a sudden John comes and Betty comes or whoever. And you're just like, Hey, then all of a sudden it's game on. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's always like, it just takes me into the warm up, and I'm just ready to go. Yeah. (laughs) Everyone's having a bad day. (laughs) I don't think there's a group uh, exercise instructor that would disagree with anything that we're talking about right now. Cause we just, we, we love people. We love helping them. We love the results, uh, that, that happen. Now I want to go back uh, real quick to something mm-hmm. you, you said, um, you said that, uh, you like the editing aspect, uh, and, and I love the editing aspect. I know that it's, it could be time consuming, um, with, uh, the online space and, and in particular YouTube, um, can you walk me through, uh, you started on a phone to what it evolved to today? Like what, yeah. how, what does it look like today? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So initially I started on just my iPhone, just, uh, I propped it up. Um, I don't even know if I had a tripod back then. I might've just been balancing it on like a tower of like, I don't even know what would have been on their books or something. <laughs> so from there, I I now have a tripod, of course, um, a multiple tripods. Um, I upgraded to like a, a better camera. And then as time went on as well, I invested in a better editing software compared to before I was just using iMovie, which was um, just kind of came with my laptop. Yeah. So now I'm using Final Cut Pro and nice. um, just allows for everything to just go a little bit more seamlessly. There's more yeah. things you can you can pop in there. And other than that, like now I, um, my little studio area is right by a window. So yeah. I still do use natural lighting and um, I try to film in the mornings on a sunny day. Yeah. <laughs> so, the, so the view is nice and I'm still growing. I'm still, um, you know, I still need to get, I still have a bunch of things on my list I want to get, um, mm. like nice lighting. I need a mic. I definitely need okay. a mic at this point. I did have a mic last year that I bought, um, relatively inexpensive, uh, but it stopped working. So gotcha. and the new mic. <laughs> oh, we, we could definitely talk a little bit more about that offline because oh, I, yeah, I, I get into the gear yeah. and stuff. Yeah, I, I love that. And just to know that you, you talk, did you know Final Cut or did you have to learn that? I learned it, which was a big learning curve, I would yeah. say, for my movie. Although they're both made by Apple, it's they're very different. They're vastly different. Yes. So there's a little bit of a delay um, in posting some of my classes, um, sure. but then I caught up to speed. So if if your audience is listening, just be patient because they're going to be better, right? There's a yeah. little delay. Now, it's if you're in case you don't know what we're talking about, there are there's editing software out there. Um, and if you're listening to this podcast, uh, like Final Cut Pro by Adobe, there is DaVinci Resolve. There are these different um, editing uh, software that uh, we have to learn. And, and one of the things that I don't know that everybody, and maybe you could speak a little bit more to this, that that most people may or may not know. But when you're on the online space, it's you're not just the talent, right? You're not just the personality, but you're also uh, the the editor. You're also the engineer. You're also the um, person who does all the artwork and marketing and posting. And you kind of do everything. Like you have to wear multiple hats um, in order to be on the online space, at least till, you know, you get to a certain place where you can get help and whatnot. Like, how has that been for you? Like you, you, you learned uh, Adobe uh, uh, 
final cut rather like what about all the other aspects of of the hats that have to be worn yeah so as of now it's a one woman show it's just me doing everything from creating the the playlist choreography to filming to editing and posting all that kind of stuff but um maybe one day i'll i'll have someone to help um <laughs> me too i'm still waiting for that day for sure yeah but right now i really enjoy doing it all it really feels really authentic and it's a projection of who I am basically it's like uh something I can really be proud of because I literally from start to finish it's it's all been me and then of course with um member feedback I always try to make adjustments things like that like small things like font sizes and um just to make it more accessible yeah but overall it is like a process I would say if I did have help I'd be pumping out more classes sooner because it doesn't take too long to create and film a class it's, yeah. it's editing that takes yes. out. <laughs> no without without question because i'm guessing that you just basically hit the record button because you've you you you've been doing it you have experience you could just go right through it right and record mm -hmm. but it's then taking all of that all of that footage right and, and making yeah. that work um if you uh for people who follow you what would you say is the average uh, time it takes for you to build a class from, from, I have the music, you know, to putting it together, what you want to do with the music, with the ride to recording, to editing, to finally uploading it to, to YouTube. Okay. Let's do a little math here. So if, um, the pre-planning probably takes me about, let's say an hour to make a 30 minute class, just to like choose the music, listen to the music. Mm -hmm. Uh, kind of start to think about, you know, this is going to be a climbing track that's going to be for sprints and then going through and actually choreographing it. Um, I'll usually listen to the songs and then write down my choreography. So let's say an hour and a half. Okay. And then um, I used to go and also practice the ride. These days I kind of just just film it. <laughs> Go for it, right? Yeah, yeah. So filming, uh, you know, with the setup and then, um, you know, taking the picture for the thumbnail, things like that. I'd probably give it about, if it's a 30 minute ride, let's say 45 minutes. So maybe we're at about two hours and 15 minutes. Um, and then after then, uploading it to my computer and all the editing. Let's see. I don't know. Editing takes a while. Um, Definitely like at least five hours. I do tend to spread it out over okay. a few days. There's been a few days where I'm just like, I want to just get this done. And then I just spend my whole day on my laptop. But let's say about five hours so in total, wow. maybe like seven, seven to 10 hours. Seven to 10 hours. So if you're riding with Alina, like you've got to appreciate <laughs> the work that she puts in. I mean, it's, that's a lot. And I, and I, I get it. I get it because, you know, again, we, we want to pick the music that is moving us so we can move you. Right. I mean, it has to be music that we like. Uh, oh, it, yeah. <laughs> and it has to be, you know, a certain feel because I, I don't know about you, but every, every now and then somebody might recommend a song or they might say, Hey, can you do this? Can you do that? And I listen to it. I'm like, no, I, I can't, I can't do that. It's, that does nothing for me, you know? And I, I don't say it that way, but, but a lot of times, you know, especially in person, cause I, I teach over at lifetime and somebody might 
send me a song or say, Hey, can you do this? And I'm just like, Oh, that's so hard. Like, I know I want to reach more people with different genres, but like mm-hmm. that one just isn't, I'm not feeling that one at all. I don't know yeah. what to do with it, you know, but, but it starts there, right? It started, yeah. then you program it, you record it, you edit it, you uploaded it, you upload it, you, you take a photo shoot. Like there is a ton that goes involved. So like props to you for all, all the work that you're putting in. That's, that's, that's Thank a ton. You. Self-talk. You're doing it too. Yeah, no, I, I, I totally get it. It's, it's, it's a process for sure. Um, let's talk about, um, some of the, the stories that, that you have had come up and and specifically, and it, I guess it doesn't have to be specifically online, but anytime, even you, you teach at F45, tell me a little bit about that. And then we'll, then I'll ask you the next question, but you, you, you're a group fitness instructor too. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, tell my little story about that uh at about the same time I started doing spin classes the gym I was going to also had group fitness classes so I was doing those as well it was it was just a thing my mom and I did together to spend time together um so we'd go to group fitness classes we'd go to spin classes and my first love was group fitness so I became a group fitness instructor first at 18 and I taught group fitness I still teach group fitness classes but um I taught them at a local gym nearby and then when I went to university I taught at that school gym and I'll never forget those experiences um I also taught spin classes at that gym once the pandemic kind of settled down a bit in my last year and I would say my most memorable experience was teaching at my university gym um specifically the spin classes because a lot of the members they were students as well they had never done a spin class in their life and their first impression of a spin class was and I felt like I had a lot of responsibility to make it an inclusive environment make it a positive experience but also let them understand it's okay if you don't finish the whole thing stay for the first 10 minutes enjoy the music come back next time add another track whatever it might be so overall that was probably the most rewarding for me in person because um I was bringing people into our community and turning our cycling community. Um, Love it. Helping, yeah, helping people get fit, introducing something new. That was probably my my best experience. And then going back to your actual question. <laughs> well, um, let me just say that I, I don't. That's you just mentioned another layer, right? That we hadn't even talked about yet because we talked about putting the music together, designing what we want to do, recording, post editing, whatever, uh, and, and the other layer that you just added is that we're actually trying to motivate we're we're educating right we're educating on what it's like and and there's nothing like having somebody brand new like in your class i to- i love 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 that um you're educating but at the same time you're you're encouraging you're motivating you're 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 using words that make people feel good and inclusive mm-hmm. and all of the above so there's like a, there's so many layers to this right Mm-hmm. Exactly. I remember teaching my last class there before I graduated. It was so bittersweet. Got all these little cards, and you just realize you do make a huge impact on people's lives. And as much as you appreciate them coming week to week, they also like really appreciate you, which is which is an amazing thing. So amazing. Tell me about uh, F forty five and and some of the things that you do now. Yeah, so right now I am doing my second degree. I'm in chiropractic college in my second year. And 
let's just say uh, having time to work out and coach and all that kind of stuff is hard to come by these days. I'm, I love what I'm doing in school, don't get me wrong, but it takes up all of my time. So when I moved to this area nearby my school, uh, first thing I did was look up all the gyms in the area <laughs> where um, I could potentially apply to coach. And there's a nearby F45, so I applied there and I coached there once a week and it's been great so far. It's um, as a person with a lot of coaching experience, like uh, it's like I don't need to do a lot to prepare. So that's mm -hmm. a definitely an added benefit for me. I kind of just show up, take a look at the workout quickly and then do what I love to do, which is yeah. motivate people, energize people, correct people's form as well and just uh, share my energy with them so it's been a great experience working there kind i of. love that now does like lifetime we have different small group training you know, that that can be sim similar to like f45 and they give us like a whole uh, uh they give us the programming so um mm -hmm. before we go we know like what the workouts of the day is going to be and stuff like that is it similar for you at f45 oh, yeah. Yeah, very similar, almost identical, I would say. Um, there's an app, and then uh, it shows you all the exercises, all the descriptions, um, what to explain for the format and all that. So it's really just given to you. Yeah. And I just have to deliver it. <laughs> yeah, and that's that's where we get a shine because we don't have to, in, in that context at least, we don't have to design anything. We don't have to think through a workout. We get to just be the encourager, motivator. And I think you said something about yell at people before we recorded uh -huh. I mean, yes, <laughs> I did say that. It's oh. always fun to to get up in there, motivate people occasionally, um, a little bit louder than my usual talking voice. <laughs> oh yeah, we we get a little passionate, right, about what we do. Oh yeah. yeah. So let let me ask you this, and and I know I'm kind of going back and forth in in your journey. Um, to be any kind of instructor, we are essentially a public communicator, public speaker. Uh, some would call us an entertainer, right? I would call us like all of the above, you know, an <laughs> educator, entertainer, public speaker. Um, was that something that was hard for you to transition to going to classes and then moving onto the stage and being on the other side of that? Or were you, are you like one of those natural, I just, the stage is mine. I got on the stage for the first time and it just felt good. Like, how was that for you? Because, and, and I'm asking you that because uh, I, I'm, I know that there are instructors or potential aspiring instructors that listen to this and mm -hmm. they might have like, I don't know what that's like. Like, tell me your experience with that. So I was quite fortunate that um, the transition for me was pretty um, smooth just because I was the gym that I started teaching at first. Um, I had been going to that gym over the years. I knew a lot of the other members and instructors and they, the instructors always encouraged me to um, go to a group fitness training or something of the sort. Yeah. Um, so when I got up on the stage, it was, um, it was a really comfortable experience for me. I always had my mom like in the, in the bottom left area and I knew most of the people there. So for that regard, I felt comfortable. But once I started to teach at gyms where I didn't really know people, it was a little bit of a step. Um, and from there, I would suggest uh, just like remembering, you know what, I am the instructor here. 
everyone's here for a good workout, you know, uh, listen to your music before the class to like pump you up, that kind of stuff. And it's okay to feel that way, to feel nervous. Um, everyone feels that, even I feel that here and there sometimes before teaching a class in person. And I've taught hundreds of classes at this yes. point. Yeah. So that's awesome. That's awesome. And I, and that's so encouraging because I know that again, there may be somebody listening to this and, and they're aspiring to be an instructor. They're inspiring to do that. They may be super afraid of being in front of people or they might be that just natural connector. And one of the things, and, and I'm curious for, you know, is, is your, your thoughts on this. One of the things that I find um, that make uh, a great a group exercise instructor and, and, and outside of the obvious, you know, besides the obvious being that they love, you know, you love fitness, you love uh, the, the community, you love, you know, that whole thing. But I think um, there are some people that have just kind of a magnetic personality and they just, they, they can talk to anybody. They have like this, this thing about them. And, and anytime, at least when I'm uh, auditioning an instructor or uh, you know, I spot somebody that 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 is working out at, at the club or in one of our classes. I might approach somebody who has that just for that reason alone. Like, what do you think about that? Mm -hmm. I do agree that um, if you're a charismatic, outgoing person um, and you're an instructor, it it's a it's a good asset to have. I agree. I don't think I'm always like that though. Um, I do have to like tell myself to turn it on sometimes, especially if it's like a very long day. I'm tired. Um, certain days when I, I was still teaching in my hometown and I was at school all day and I had to take a super long bus ride home and then I just made it in time for my class. And I was like, this is probably the last thing I want to do right now. But, I, but people have come to this class to get in a good workout, to fill up their cup. So um, sometimes as an instructor, you gotta you got to fake it till you make it. Yeah. No, I would yeah. totally, I would totally agree with that. Um, and I'm glad that you you're being real with it because we can't always be on, right? We can't always be like mm -hmm. that person. And, and there are uh, a lot of times where we have to just project the energy that we really don't have, or we're really not feeling, you know, mm -hmm. and uh, thanks for, for sharing that. Cause that's, that's super, super helpful. Um, do you, is there, is there a story? Cause I think, I think we all have them. Um, is there a comment that you could remember on your class, maybe two, is there um, a story that happened when you, when you taught in person where you're like, you even, you said you were screenshot a few to share with us. So I'd love for you to do that right now, but that just made an impact on you. And, and you just said, oh man, like, thank you. Or it did something for you. What was that? And, and how, what did that look like for you? Yeah. So um, with reference to teaching in person, I, I remember it was Valentine's day. And we had these um, little Valentine's things that we could uh, give people that were working at the gym. And I got a bunch of them. And they're the sweetest messages about how I, you know, I've been making people's days better by coming to my class. And, like, that they really appreciate my energy and that kind of stuff. So that was really heartwarming. Um, and then in terms of on my channel, yeah, I have a few here that really just blew me away. And um, one in particular that really stood out to me, I've gotten a few like this now, but someone said, wow, what a great workout. I have ALS and I had to quit spin classes at my gym 
you have boundless energy and it communicates through the screen. Spin really helps my breathing and strengthen my legs. So thank you so much, Alina. It's it's comments like that where I'm someone may be going through a really tough time, uh, something they can't control, their body isn't responding as they want it to, and I'm helping them, you know, simply live a better life day to day, be able to complete their activities of daily living, like little things that us um, people that are so fortunate to be able to do all these crazy intense workouts and things like that don't think about time to time. There are so many people out there that, um, you know, they they're going through it, through it, and they're having a tough time. And the fact that we can help them, like, so tremendously, it's it, like that comment. And I've had a few other ones. Just they completely blow me away. And I'm like, you know what? That just that just made my whole year. That that's huge. Oh my mm -hmm. god! Like to know that you just, you're, you're helping them stay mobile. You're helping them get stronger. Mm -hmm. ALS is, is something that is, I can't even imagine, you know, um, yeah. what, what they're dealing with. And it sounds like that because of that, they in person wasn't an option anymore. And they had to like really start slow and they found you like, and, and they resonated with you that that's man, it's good work. Good work. Yeah, that, that's yeah, just in, I never even thought in the back of my mind that I would be serving um, such a diverse population. I always just thought, okay, like people who watch my classes will probably be people who like to do their Saturday spin class, right? Yeah. Uh, really by posting it online and making it accessible to people. Um, some people who might not want to go in person and do a spin class, whether it's because um a physical disability or you know mentally they're they're a little bit nervous we'd provide them with the the opportunity to stay fit get fit um without as many barriers which i've noticed over the past while in this journey that's so well said that's so well that's why there's always going to be a need for uh, an Alina and, 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 and a joe and and all the other instructors and and i don't know about you but i've i've try to do as much research as I can, because I, you know, again, I want to meet, uh, other, uh, fellow cycle instructors online and it doesn't seem like there's, there's a lot of us, right? I mean, I don't know if you've found a lot, but I can, I could maybe found 15 channels, maybe 20, like, but I like, have you done any research on that as far as like how many people you've actually s other channels? I, there's a few instructors I found just a handful really. Um, but yeah, it's definitely a space where there's, there could be potential growth and I think there's room for all of us here. Like it's, it's definitely not a competition in my eyes. It's just a matter of the more the merrier, you know, we're all, we're all here helping others. And, um, I also feel like it's a good thing that, um, you know, you're creating classes, other creators are creating classes. Because not I understand not everyone resonates with my personality, my energy and stuff like that. But I'm hoping that, you know, they could find someone that they kind of resonate with and will stick to. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. I mean, and one of the things that that's one of the things that I love about YouTube is not only that we have the world as an audience and in a world that that can potentially find us, um, but there needs to be a diverse offering of, of people. And if you're listening and you're considering becoming an instructor, there is room in this space. There's not a lot of us out there. 
And, and as far as we could tell, you could, you're hearing it from Melina and Joe right now. There's not a lot of us out here. And we, you know, it's, it's kind of like going, um, it's going maybe, you know, to, to a gym and you just find a certain instructor that you like, you, you find a certain, um, show on Netflix that you like, there's always something about whatever it is that you gravitate to, whether it's the personality, it's the energy, it's the theme, it's the genre, whatever it is. And there's an audience for everybody. Right. And, mm-hmm. and so I, I love that you so well-spoken. I love that. I love that. Um, <laughs> Can you can you share? Do you have any other other uh, comment stories that you could share with us? Oh, I just thought of something as you were um, making that point. Maybe it'll come back to me later. Okay, no problem, no problem. Um, how do you? And and, and I want to I want to land this here in a minute. Uh, the the online space we we do this the the. Uh, virtual space, if you will. And then, and then the real space, uh, as, as far as teaching in person, what would you say are the differences like in, in how you approach? Because obviously there, there has to be, um, energy in both. There has to be a delivery for both. There has to be, you know, a certain, mm, you know, that, that needs to happen or else you wouldn't be getting comments like that. Uh, what do you see as the differences, you know, in, 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 your approach or your energy or are they the same like how, how do you see it i would say my energy is pretty much the same uh if you were to come to one of my in-person classes i would still be yelling at you just as much as i do online uh-huh. <laughs> um, but i actually might make it more personal um in a in a good way of course um i find in person i can make more um corrections to people say for example i i see someone who's a little bit newer they're not necessarily holding the handlebars in the most ergonomic position, I'm able to make those corrections. So that's a little bit difficult sometimes online. Yeah. So online, of course, you still give like general um, points as to how you should be riding, but in person, you can just make it a little bit more personal. What else? Um, I mean, when I'm recording, it's just me, just me there. Oh. <laughs> but here's here's what I think. And I was talking to my friend Rachel. She's gonna be on the first episode and I'm I'm launching this whole thing soon. And maybe it's our, obviously if you're listening to this, it's already launched. But yeah. um I, you know, we were talking about, you know, kind of the differences, and I and I think you're exactly right. Like when you're in person, what at least what I try to do is um among, you know, we're doing a lot. We're we're the DJ educator, motivator, music player, like all of the above, right? And, and, but there's two things that, that always come up when I'm teaching live and that's what am I seeing, you know, and, and to your point, do I see somebody that needs to be corrected? Then I could speak to that. Right. Um, and then how am I feeling? So I like to say, you know, um, say what I see and communicate how I feel. So in other words, um, if there is something that needs to be, uh, corrected or not even always corrected, but just praised, maybe, Hey man, you're crushing it over there in the corner or whatever. Um, but I also know if, if I'm starting to feel it, they have to be feeling it too. So it could be a, a, a thing where, Hey, um, let's, you know, sit up a little straight, relax those shoulders. And Oh, right about now sweat is starting to happen. And it's because you're feeling that. Right. So you've got like the visual, here's what I'm seeing. So I'm going to say it, but I'm feeling this and I know they have to feel it. So I'm going to say it too. And for me, I think the difference between, 
you know, and, and again, exactly what you're saying, the difference between the two would be I'm when I'm recording and I'm online, I'm only able to communicate what I'm imagine what I'm feeling, right? Mm-hmm. Like if, if I'm feeling it, they've got to be feeling it, you know. That's um really funny that you said that because in I remember the first ride that I filmed for my channel, mm-hmm. um, all the little form corrections and stuff I was saying related to myself. I was like, yeah. okay, guys, let's keep our chest up because I realized I was looking down and little things like that. Yeah. yeah no, that, I, I think that's, we, we, we have to do that. Right. And, and, you know, there's, there's definitely um, an imagination aspect to it. There, there's definitely uh, remember to look at the right camera, like, or the right direction aspect of it. You know, I think, I think we could all look back and say, Oh, where was I, what was I looking at right there? What, what did I even say? Right. Um, what are, uh, what are some of your, your favorite cues? Like, what are your go-to, uh, let's say you're having an off day. You, um, you're not necessarily feeling it. Maybe you are just manufacturing some energy. What are some, repetitive cueing that you use that kind of help people each and every time, regardless of where you're at? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I usually provide, um, like a baseline, um, few cues, uh, every class. Cause I never know if someone's doing the ride for the first time or, or doing a spin class for the first time. Yeah. So for example, in a climb, I would say, all right, let's take our hands wide, shift the butt back, push through those heels. Uh, generally when I start my class, I always say, all right, let's brace through the core shoulders back and down that kind of thing in sprints. I always say like shift the hips forward, point the toes down, create small circles in the feet. Yeah. I love that. One of the things that you just said that I think is, is, is spot on. And and I, I want, um, everybody to hear, I I just want to point it out because it's so important. You, you said, I, I say these things because I never know if somebody's taking a class for the first time. Right. And I'm telling you, like, here's why I'm so passionate about just that little phrase or what that little thought, at least, uh, indoor cycling group fitness in general, there is, there's always, um, kind of a revolving door, right? In other words, there's going to be people that whether you teach in person or online that come in for a season and then they're gone the next season. Uh, you teach at F45, there might be a family that moved in and then they, they, somebody changes jobs and they can't go to your class anymore or they move or just something happens. Right. And the reason why it's so important for people like you and me, and and why I think it's so important, what you just said to always teach a class as if there was somebody new is because there could be somebody new. Right. Mm -hmm. And in my in in my opinion, um, and I th- I think you agree, and you you could elaborate on this. You're always going to have at least three different demographics. You're going to have um, that guest, that first time person, right? That you need to make sure they get it. They're having a good experience. They have permission to do you know dial it back, whatever that might be. And then you have somebody who's returning. So you have a guest, you have a returner, somebody who uh, maybe they got hurt or they took the summer off or they just know they got to get back into shape, whatever that might be, they're deconditioned. And then you have the seasoned person, the regular. So you have a guest, the regular, and the returner. Um, And I think it's our job 
And we would be more successful. I think every group fitness instructor would be more successful if they would incorporate those three things each and every time that they, that they teach. Who's the new person? Who's the returning person? And who's the regular? What, what do you think? I definitely agree with that. And just to add on to your point, um, sometimes people are not going to be comfortable to say it's their first time doing a spin class if you're in person. So um, just just put those cues out there and give people permission to, you know, stop the class halfway or whatever it might be. And some people might come and tell you at the end, hey, that was my first ride, by the way. I've had that a few times. <laughs> Isn't that the best feeling ever? It's like... Mm -hmm. And that's one of the things that's so rewarding as an instructor is that you, me, those of us who do this, um, we could have taught a thousand classes already and you go in to teach your 1,001 one class, first class, right? And somebody new comes in and it's like, it's like it all started all over again. It's like, like I get a chance to show this person for the very first time, like how amazing a cycling class can be mm -hmm. like that. That's so, so rewarding. I, I, I love that. Um, is there anything else that you want us to know about Alina and your channel? Anything that, that you would you some thoughts you would leave us with? All right. Um, for any members, um, or riders kind of watching, don't be too hard on yourself. Um, life is busy. Life is a lot. And, uh, we're not always gonna have time to do, you know, that 45, 50 minute ride that, you know, we always want to be consistent with. For me, for when I'm um, being in school, sometimes my workouts are 20 minutes. Sometimes, you know, I can't get to it that day and it's totally fine. As long as you are too hard on yourself and you just pop back on the next day, um, just show yourself some grace, give yourself some grace and do what you can. I love that. I love that. I like to say, and, and I got this from, um, uh, a, a pastor uh, online, he says, um, we're not trying, we're training. And and what he meant by that, and, I, and I've used it even in my classes, and it's exactly what you're saying, just saying it another way. Um, mm -hmm. when, when, when you have the approach that, hey, I'm going to try a class, or I'm going to try to start doing this, that word try leaves the door open to, to that I failed. So oh, while well, I tried and, you know, so I'm going to, not anymore. But if you say I'm training, it it gives you permission to say, you know, I missed a day, but because I'm training, I can go back, you know. And and because I'm training, maybe today wasn't the strongest day, but I'm training. I'm not just trying this. I'm I'm in training and and not in the terms of like I'm I'm trying to get ready for something and although a lot of people do, they 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 get ready for ultra marathons and different types of races, Spartan races, things like that in our classes. But the idea is that training implies that I can come back. I'll have good days. I'll have bad days. But if I'm trying, like ah, I tried and, you know, didn't work out, you know, it kind of gives you a door to quit. Right. So trying, uh, we're not trying, we're training is kind of what, what I've learned to try to en encourage people with at least. So, I like that. I like that yeah. a lot. I also forgot to point out, I got my bike right behind me. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> love it. What, what bike is that? What, which, uh, what, um, what brand? Schwinn bike. I bought this one over the pandemic and it's just, uh, I'm in my room right now, my student house and I just got my bike back there. So nice. Is that where you record right in, in the same room that you're in right now? 
No, no, I don't record okay. here. I record um, back in my hometown at my parents' house. Where's um, home, where's where hometown at? Where's where's your hometown? So I'm I'm based I'm in Toronto right now, basically right um, in Toronto, and then home is like a suburb about forty five minutes. Forty five. Okay. Minutes away. So Canadian, love it. Yes. Love yes. it. Yeah, I've got my bike. Wait like backwards on this side over there wait yeah. let me move there it is right there yeah the it's yeah. uh stages sc3 is is what what that kind of bike is so i love schwinn's too in fact i i got certified my first the first bikes i ever rode were were schwinn bikes you know stages that came a little bit later in the game you know as far as uh, uh bikes are, are concerned and indoor cycling bikes so so you have your prop behind you i love it i love it yeah 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 so yeah. good um, well, I want to thank you. Um, this is, this has been so much fun, uh, getting to know you. I'd love to do it again at some point. I know you're super busy, um, with school and, and recording, you know, doing a, a 10 hour edit, right. And, and getting everything, uh, or, or putting together again, you, you have to honor that. Those of you who ride with there, you, you gotta, you gotta put that in our comments the next time. Thanks for taking the time, right. All of us who do this and uh, I, I really appreciate it. And I want to throw something out for you. Um, and I know you're super busy, but I, I do know, um, Kaylee Cohen. I know, uh, her husband, Jason, um, has one of the biggest, uh, you, you're familiar with her channel, right? Oh, she has one of, yeah. one of the biggest, and I, I don't know if you've uh, been in touch with them or not, but we, Jason, her husband, they're trying to organize, um, something to where several of us get together uh, on a, a certain weekend and go do something together in person. And they did ask me to ask you if you would be interested. Oh, wow. That's so, awesome. Yeah. So, um, can, can I tell them that you're interested in it? Yes. Yes, for sure. Awesome. Wouldn't that be so cool? Like, like the awesome. four or five of us, right. Get together. They, uh, Jason said we could use their studio. We go live, you know, all that stuff. Hopefully I'm not going to get in trouble for Hopefully it's not a secret that we're, <laughs> no, he, he did invite us. Um, they're trying to organize something. So I know at some point, who knows how soon it's going to be, but, um, and I'll be in touch with you as far as like what that might look like and, and how we can get all of our schedules together. But it would be super cool, uh, for, for several of us, um, to go right. to over to Kaylee's studio mm -hmm. and, and do something in person. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah just as like a fan girl. I, yeah. yeah off doing her rides on youtube <laughs> she's amazing and and i'll tell you what they're they are uh who they project to be in other words they're, they're super genuine super genuine what you see is what you get um and and they could not be more uh, uh kind and, and generous and and jason in particular studies youtube the algorithm he does so much and he's taught me so much about you know what to do um you know, with anywhere from thumbnails to algorithm to, to posting times to like kind of microphones and things like that. So, but we'll catch up too. I, I'd love to, if I could help you at all with microphones and things like that, let me know. So that, that would be, uh, be honored to help you. So. Thank cool. you. I all right. That. All right, Lena. Thank you so much. Everybody who's listening. Thank you so much for checking it out. This podcast, this is the afterburn podcast. We'll see you on the next one. 